Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoyed listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. We live in a great country, don't we? We live in a land of the free, and uh, we have so many blessings that God has given us because of where we live, this, this great nation, this nation where we have religious liberty. Uh, we have it enshrined in our Constitution where um, we have the freedom to proclaim the gospel freely without fear of anybody coming and, and putting us in jail or anything like that because we're preaching the gospel. Uh, we, we can publish things. We have the freedom of the press, so we can, we can publish Christian books, Christian magazines. Uh, we can use radio. We can use television. We can use all of these things because we have freedom in this land. And God has really blessed us because uh, with, this, with this freedom. Uh, the first settlers that came here, uh, many of them were fleeing religious persecution. We had, uh, you know, the, the English separatists that came. Uh, there's one you may be familiar with, John Bunyan. He, he wasn't one that came here, but he was a, a persecuted Baptist in, uh, in uh, England at the time. He was an early Baptist and he was put in prison for preaching the gospel without a license because you had to have a license by the uh, state church in order to preach. And he didn't do that, but he continued. He wanted to obey God rather than man. And so he preached. And though they said they would let him out if he uh, would refrain from preaching, he just kept on. He he wouldn't promise to, to refrain from preaching because he wanted to obey God. So our first forefathers, they came to this land, they sought religious freedom, and we have had a much, much blessing because of that. That is a great American dream. The American dream of having the freedom to be able to worship according to our consciences, but there is another version of the American dream. The American dream that says, get all we can. Right? The American dream that says we want to go for that bigger, better job, that big, bigger, better car, newer car, faster car, or the bigger house, more land, all of those things, more stuff, the greatest, newest devices. That is a version of the American dream that Jesus here confronts us about. We come to this text that we're looking at tonight, and Jesus challenges our American dream. He has three parts as he does so. The first part, he tells us not to lay up treasures on earth. All of those things will fade, they will not last, but to lay up treasures in heaven. And then he tells us that the eye of the lamp, or I'm sorry, the eye is a lamp of the body. That's going to take a little bit of explanation. We'll have to wait on that one. But then he turns and he tells us 
No one can serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. In this passage, Jesus challenges our American dream. Let's read the passage from Matthew 6, starting in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And then the light in you is darkness. How great is the darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. You have spoken to us. We are not here discussing the ideas of man, the religious thoughts and feelings of men written down many years ago, but Lord, we are here hearing the proclamation of Your Word. Lord, give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, we pray that You would take Your Word that is sharper than any two-edged sword and that You would cut away the things within us that are sin. Lord, we pray that You would have Your way with us. Father, we pray, Lord, be with me. A sinner... Lord, I need Your grace to preach Your Word tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. Jesus begins by telling us, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where the moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. The things that we have are all Transitory. They, 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 none, nothing will last. Nothing will last forever. We, uh, Jesus tells the story of a, of a man who is he's a farmer. He's gathering grain into his barns. And he has so much that he decides, oh, let's build more barns so that we can stockpile all of it. And the Lord comes to him at night and tells him, you fool. You didn't know that your life was required of you this night. Jesus says a lot about our accumulating stuff. Accumulating more and more wealth. But that seems to be our desire. We, We think we can find happiness in stuff. We think we can find fulfillment and security in stuff. Jesus here tells us, don't lay up treasures for yourself. On earth. Those things aren't going to last. They'll be destroyed. One day you will die, and all your stuff will be forgotten. Um, 
after the service this morning, I, had, I preached the same message uh, at Woburn, and an old story was reminded, called to mind after the, after the fact, you know, there was the man who, who wanted to uh, take it all with him. And so he told his wife, I want you to bury me with all my money. So they had the day comes for the funeral. She writes a check and throws it in. Okay? You can't take it with you. Even if you could be buried with all of your stuff like some kind of Egyptian king, it's not going to be waiting for us on the other side. No, Jesus tells us that our treasure is not safe here. Amy read from Ecclesiastes, the, the Solomon there is telling us, you know, the search for money and satisfaction in those kinds of things, it's, it does not satisfy. It's all vanity, vanity. It will all fade away. You work all your life. You ba- break your back trying to work and gain and accumulate all kinds of things. And what happens? You die. And you leave everything to somebody who didn't work for it. And then you have no control over what happens to it. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But Jesus tells us what we ought to do with our treasure. He says, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Our treasure is safe with Him. There's two ways we can look at this, and I don't think they're in conflict with each other. First of all, our, we need to treasure Jesus more than we treasure anything in this world. How can we lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven? By treasuring Jesus. That, that is the treasure, the desire of our heart, that we would have more and more of Him. And when we love Him, when He is our treasure, then all of those other things, money and stuff, they, they fade out to where we don't need those things anymore. We, we, you know, good things. There's good things. We need money to function in society, to feed ourselves, to take care of our family, to bless others with and being generous. But that sense of trying to accumulate more and more and find your satisfaction in it fades away when Jesus becomes our treasure. There's another way we can store up treasure for ourselves in heaven. They say, you may not be able to take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. Right? By giving it away. By generosity, by by giving it to the poor and the needy, by giving it to the work of the ministry of the gospel, by giving it to sending it sending missionaries throughout the world to proclaim the gospel, to meet needs, to meet the needs of others. God did not give us our stuff so that we could hoard it and hold on to it and then die with a with a storage unit full of stuff that will just get sold at auction. God gave us our resources, our, our 
financial capabilities. He gave them to us to be generous and to bless others. So, don't store up treasures in heaven. Send them on ahead. Store up your treasures in heaven by sending them on ahead. And ultimately, the two fit together. What motivates someone to give their things away? To be generous. To send it on ahead. It's when Jesus is your treasure. That is what gives us the capability, the strength, the motivation to be able to be generous and to give what we have. And finally, in verse 21, in this section, Jesus says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What do we treasure? What do we treasure? You know, it's always been said, if you want to know where somebody's treasure is, you want to know what somebody really values, what they really think is important, what do you look at? Their checkbook. Look at their checkbook. That in their calendar. <laughs> Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And Jesus begins to talk about something that doesn't seem for us to make a lot of sense. But I, I, I think, to the best of my understanding, I, I think I know what's going on here. He's talking about money in the first three verses. He's talking about money in the last verse. And I think that we can understand this in this context, talking about our desires. The eye is the lamp of the body. Okay, the eye is that thing that we, it is, it is what opens us up so that we can see the world. It, it, it gives us light so that we can see what's on the outside. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. What is the difference between a healthy eye and a bad eye? That could be debated. But here's where I'm coming down. Because it's in the context of talking about money, I think it's an evil, greedy eye. An eye that just sees things and wants it for themselves. It's that eye that can never be satisfied. It always wants more. Always wants more. And the good eye, the healthy eye, on the other hand, is the generous eye. When... That's the eye that we want to have, an eye that looks for needs so that we can be a blessing to others. Jesus says, if then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. I think it fits right along with what we're already seeing in the first verses. I think uh, it, it teaches the same idea about our eye maybe equivalent with what he's saying about the heart. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What does your eye do whenever you see things? Is this something that it makes you envious and want more and more and more? Or do you see those needs to be able to reach out and, and help others? And finally, he says in verse 24, No one can serve two masters, for either... He will hate the one and love the other, 
or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now, we may think of a way we could serve two masters. Think about having two part-time jobs. You've got a boss for one job and a boss for the other. Okay, and you can kind of say, well, yeah, we, we can find a way to make this work. Work for this boss over here, work for this boss over here. Can we serve two masters? Well, what if the masters conflict? What if both of them want you to work the same hours one day? What are you going to do? What if um, the two masters, the two bosses, are competing businesses? Whatever you do for one boss is going to be canceling out what you do for the other. So we cannot serve two masters because Jesus requires ultimate allegiance. Our ultimate allegiance is to Jesus. As believers, it is not to money, it is not to ourselves, it is not to to gain more things, more stuff for ourselves so that we can be satisfied by our things. You've got to serve somebody, you know? Bob Dylan has that old song, You're going to serve somebody. You're going to serve somebody. Well, it might be the devil, and it might be the Lord, but you're going to serve somebody. We all will serve someone. We serve ourselves, serve money. If we serve money, we will be a slave to money. We'll seek after more and more and more of it, and it might be money that controls us. We can serve God. And He gives us freedom. He gives us liberty. He sets us free from the power of our own greed. Now as we consider what Jesus has to say of it to us, and it, it challenges our dream of, of wanting to get more stuff, accumulate more wealth, It touches up against the gospel. Think about what Jesus did for us. He was in heaven. He was by the Father's side from all eternity past. He has enjoyed glory forever. He left the riches of heaven and became poor. He was born in a barn so that you and I might be rich. What is it that can motivate someone to lay up treasures in heaven instead of laying up treasures on earth? It is knowing that one who became poor for our sake. Do you know him? Do you know Him? We can't be saved by giving away to the poor and trying to do good works. We cannot be saved by... We cannot give enough away to ever earn any standing before God. No, the only way to salvation is not by strict obedience to this text. 
The way to salvation is by trusting in the one who fulfilled everything we couldn't do. I mean, that's what the Sermon on the Mount has been all about. Jesus has been knocking our dependency, knocking our um, self-sufficiency out from under us. I mean, he said, you think you've never killed anybody? Have you been angry? You've never committed adultery physically? Well, have you ever lusted? None of us in our own flesh, in our own earthly flesh, would desire to store up treasures in heaven. In our own flesh, we desire just to get more for ourselves, get more for ourselves so that we can be secure. It is only the one that looks to Jesus as that supreme treasure who gave Himself for us by dying on a cross for our sins. It is only by looking to Him that can motivate us to live this way so that we can send our treasure on ahead. So that we can say no to the typical American dream because Jesus is our treasure. Believers, that was for you. For anyone that might be an unbeliever, who has not yet trusted in Christ. You hear these words and they may sound crazy, right? Who in the world would be motivated just to give away things and not just follow the normal course of our culture and try to get more and get the bigger house and the bigger car? I mean, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Jesus is calling us, If you have not trusted in Christ, you're not able to do that. Jesus is calling you to repentance. To turn away from your old affections and to turn to Jesus. To turn away from that desire to work for your own benefit and turn to Jesus Throw down all of your pride of of self-sufficiency and turn to the one who gave it all, who paid it all. Ultimately, all of us, believer or unbeliever, the only thing that can make us the kind of people who will do what Jesus says here, is that we look to Jesus as our treasure. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook. Facebook.